just going to share a little bit with us today some things the Lord is dropping in my spirit. So, media team, you're not going to have any of this. This is kind of hot off the press, as it were. Isn't the presence of God special? John chapter 17, verse 11. Jesus is praying over his disciples before his departure, before he's crucified and killed and ascended to the Father. He says, I will remain in the world no longer, but they are still in the world. And I'm coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. So that they may be one as we are one. What a powerful prayer. That prayer that Jesus spoke over the disciples, it transcends generation and time. Now he was praying over them, but what he was praying for was his church. That we would be one, just like Jesus and his Father in heaven are one. One body in unity under the leading of the Holy Spirit, doing the greater things that Jesus said we would do as his church. If you look across the capital C church in our country right now, does it look like we're one as Jesus and his father are one? Maybe if you look in this room, are we really one as a body of believers like Jesus and his father are one? It's amazing a little time, you give a little distraction, you get a little confusion, you get a little hurt, you get a little frustration, and you have factions and divisions. You know, you can be married and everything look good on the outside, you can lay in the same bed with your spouse and be a million miles apart. The same can happen in a church where we're together in one building, we're watching online, we're connected with what's happening here corporately. But when it comes to the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace, sometimes we can be a million miles away from the rest of the flock. But can you imagine, can you imagine what it would look like if a church got unified? Can you imagine what it would look like denominational walls fell down and we just got focused on Jesus instead of our opinion or our 
and church stopped being something that we went to and it became something that we are. Oh, what a change we would see in our country. What a change we'd see in our community. What a change we'd see here. I praise God for what he's doing here. I love it. You realize that we've seen over 40 people give their hearts to Jesus over the last three weeks? That is amazing. That is amazing to me that we'll see uh, 17 of those people baptized over the last two weeks. That's amazing. Who knows what he's going to do next week? So excited about that. But could you imagine what it would look like if we all owned the vision of the Great Commission and, and stopped complaining about the people that we worked with and started praying for those people? That we said, you know what, enough of the division in our families. We're going to deal with the issues and move on instead of just avoiding it and pretending like it never happened. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if we operated in forgiveness biblically, biblical forgiveness with the people in this room that may have offended us? That if you forgive me for anything that I may have done to, for, to offend you, you understand your pastor isn't perfect. Hey, I'm serving God right along with you. I wonder what would happen if we operated in real humility in the light of the Word of God and owned everything that Jesus said we could be. Now that's the church. That's the church that God could use to not just impact a community and not just impact a state or a region, but with a focus and a unity like that, a church could impact the world. Could impact the world. Unity is a powerful thing, man. Y'all remember the story of the Tower of Babel? Yeah. All the world got together and said, hey, let's build this big old tower. It'd be a monument to our own selves and our own accomplishment and our own religion in a way. And we'll build this thing so high up, we'll just touch the heavens with it. And God looked down and said, ah, something's going on here. I'm going to have to do something to confuse the languages of man because these people in unity the way that they are, God himself said nothing would be impossible for them because of the unity. Unity is a powerful thing. It's no wonder that the devil tries to hammer us and our families and this the church and the ministries, not just here, but across the, the world. No wonder the devil's so busy trying to divide because he is scared to death of a unified church that owns the vision that God gave us. Scared to death of it. Man, I feel the presence of God here. I feel the presence of God here. I want to ask a few questions. And I want you to be honest. Let me pray over you, Raphael. Father, in the name of Jesus, I just pray. Lord, that every heart be open. 
especially in these next few moments, that everyone in-house and online and those watching later and listening later, Lord, that they be open to what you're going to speak to them. God, I pray that every wall of defense will come down. That there's no competition between them and me, Lord. This is a moment where they need to be real and honest with you. Lord, let everything be real in this moment. A couple of questions for you. Number one. Is there a call of God on your life that you're running from? You know, you know right now. It's easy to get busy and distracted and do the 10,000 other things in life and use them as an excuse to step away from what God has called you to. It's easy to let hurt and disappointment and other Christians or even leadership in the church become an excuse to step away from what God has called you to. Listen, people are not perfect. Let me say it again. People are not perfect. Listen, we need a Savior and we need His grace because we have a tendency to jack things up. Okay? Why would you hold someone to a standard that you know is impossible for them to meet? Nobody in here can be perfect. Everybody in here has made a mistake and probably will make a mistake again before the end of our lives, you know? We, we, we look at, well, you're supposed to be a Christian. Yeah, a Christian is a sinner saved by the blood of Jesus, covered with the grace of God, because we need him. Why, why would we try to hold each other to the same standard of God himself? You know what I mean? Now, we should be growing and maturing. I get that. But man, last time I checked, I wasn't God. I think God would be a little bit taller than me. Personally, if I was if I was God, I'd be, I'd be taller. I'd just say it. If I can't wait for my heavenly body, guys, I'm gonna be six foot eight, two percent body fat. I'm gonna be ripped, Jack. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be so great. But you get what I'm saying, man. Why would we expect people to do something that they can't? Maybe it would do good for us to extend the grace that we expect to receive from God when we mess up all the time to the people that might have made a mistake. Even if it was a real hurt, even if it was a real offense, even if it was, if it was just malicious, we can still forgive and let God restore. Are you called and not stepping into that calling? Bow your heads and close your eyes. I want to, I want to see who I'm praying for this morning. If you're here in the house and you know, I've got a call of God on my life. And it could be to a specific ministry. You could be called a full-time ministry, but there's something that God is laying on your heart that you have not stepped into. For whatever reason, it could be hurt. It could be repetitive sin. It, it could be situational stuff that has you distracted. I'm here in obedience to the Spirit of God to call you back into focus today. Is that call of God on your life, and you need to step into it again. If that's you, when I count to three, I want you to lift your eyes up and look at me. Every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. This is between you and me, and we're going to pray and let God do his thing. On the count of three, at that shoe, lift your eyes up and look at me. You already know. Here we go. One, two, 
three, lift them up and look at me. I see yours. 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 Praise God. I see you. I see you. I see you. Look what God is doing in this house today. I see you right there. Once you lift your eyes up, you can put them back down. If you haven't lifted your eyes yet, Pastor Josh, man, I've got a calling. I've got a calling and I need to step into it. If you haven't lifted your eyes yet, lift them up and look at me. I want to pray with you this morning. I see yours right there. This is awesome. This is awesome. Let me pray over you. Let's just all, where we're sitting, lift up our hands and let's just re-engage with the presence of God. Father, I thank you, Lord, for honesty. Lord, I thank you for this unity that I feel in the room right now. What I appreciate most about this moment, Father, is that you have not hijacked, but you've directed this service specifically for individuals here today. Father, I pray, Lord, that we all step into what you've called us to do. Every eye that was lifted up, Lord, you saw every one of them, Lord. You know exactly what you've called us to do. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I just, I just speak over them, Lord, healing, Lord, restoration. What, whatever the issue has been. And that may be a better word than excuse. I know sometimes we use things as excuses, but most often these things flow out of issues and events and things that have happened. And I don't want to downplay that because whatever it was was a big deal, but this is what I know. You're a bigger God than any of that. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I pray that every one of these people Lord, would just recommit to the calling that you placed on their lives. If they don't know the path forward or what steps to take, Lord, God, speak to them and give them wisdom in it or have them come talk to me and I'll help them any way I can, Father. But Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that everyone in this room is stepping into the calling that you've placed on their lives, Lord, because this is what I know that it's, it's about more than us just re-engaging and the calling, re-engaging in the commission that you've given us as your people, Lord. There are eternities that are hanging in the balance, not to overstate it, but it's just true. There are people counting on us that only we can reach, that only they can reach with their unique gifts and talents and skills, Father, with the calling that you placed on them, Father. They are a piece of the body of Christ that cannot be duplicated. And you've called them on purpose for the purpose of their part in this great commission that you've given us. So, Lord, I pray that whatever has to happen, Lord, that it happens, that we forgive, that we let you restore. Father, that we push aside the issues with identity that we have because of the lies of the enemy telling us that we aren't enough, that we don't have what it takes, that we've messed up too much. Lord, we might have messed up a lot, but the last time I checked, your blood paid the price for every sin and every, every mistake. The last time I checked, you were a God that qualifies the unqualified. Lord, that you equip where we are weak. That when we can't get it done, Lord, that we step into your strength and see you move the mountains that we can only speak to. Father, I thank you. I thank you. That all you ask for is just simple obedience.
and trust. Lord, I pray that everyone steps out in obedience and trust in you and re-engages and steps into the calling because they're needed. They're needed. The harvest is great. The harvest is great. Lord, we need the workers. Let them re-engage. Let them re-engage, Father, in the name of Jesus to step into that harvest to reach as many people as we can with the little bit of time that we have left. God, I give you praise. I give you praise. In Jesus' name, we all give you praise. Let's just give God praise for a second in this place. He's just so worthy. So worthy. Man, God's doing a lot this morning. He's doing a lot this morning. Band, how are we holding up? We're good? Oftentimes we forget that while God's doing his thing, you've got people using their talents and gifts to keep the atmosphere in the presence of God. Very grateful. Very grateful for all the people that just serve God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. Maybe you're here today, and all this stuff so far has just been a little bit weird to you. Um, I make no apology for that at all. We're always going to let God do what God wants to do in this church. And I don't say that arrogantly. just want to let you know there's a difference between getting together and having a religious ceremony and then gathering together and encountering the presence and power of God. Complete and total different thing. Yeah, I praise God for that. kind of feeling in my spirit too that there's some people in here we need to get we've had the people that needed to get re-engaged and step back into their calling but there's some of us here that we need to get the issue of sin resolved in our lives we need to settle the issue of whether or not Jesus is Lord and Savior of our lives I heard a, a a pastor say one time, and I thought it was hilarious. He's like, you know, going to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than going to McDonald's makes you a hamburger. It's funny. I don't even know if they serve real hamburgers at McDonald's. They put stuff in between buns, but I don't know. Um, eternity is a long, long time. It's a long, long time. One of the things that I love most about what God did when he sent his son to die for us is that Jesus died for us when we were at our worst in life. You can't clean yourself up enough. You, can't just, you just can't clean yourself up enough on your own. You need the work of Jesus to restore you. To accept his forgiveness, to accept his love, Man, some of us in here today, you need to make that real. Been playing some games with God. Maybe you were, you were passionate about God for a little bit, but over time, repetitive sin has crept in and you find yourself sinning more than you find yourself praying. The truth is told, you sit on the throne of your heart and not Jesus. Is Jesus Lord and Savior of your life? 
The beautiful thing about that question, and I say it all the time, is that you know the answer right now. It's either yes or it's no. If your answer is maybe or I hope so, I can tell you it's a no. Because when Jesus is on the throne, everything changes. Everything changes. Some of you are sitting out there right now, you might be watching online and you're wondering if all of this stuff is real. I challenge you with this. Give Jesus a chance and let him show you how real he is. I want to give us an opportunity to get things right with the Lord. Before we baptize people, before we have all the fun we're going to have in a little bit, is Jesus Lord and Savior of your life. If you died right now, do you know if you would go to heaven or if you would go to hell? See, the good news is you can know. Jesus died so that you could have eternal life with him. A lot of people don't realize we're all eternal beings. Now, we live in a temporary body, but our spirit is going to live on somewhere. You're either going to spend eternity ruling and reigning with Jesus, or you're going to spend eternity separated from him in hell because of sin. The good news is Jesus died for that sin to be forgiven and washed away so you can rule and reign with him and have a beautiful relationship with a God that loves you. Bow your heads and close your eyes one more time. Is Jesus Lord and Savior of your life? I don't want to belabor the moment because you know the answer right now. I want to encourage you with all of my heart to not let this moment pass you by. To take this opportunity to receive the forgiveness and the love that God gives. To put Jesus on the throne of your heart or back on the throne of your heart as Savior and Lord where he belongs. Do you need Jesus? When I count to three, if you're here today and you say, you know what, I, I need some forgiveness. I need the grace of God. I need to make Jesus Lord and Savior of my life. I need to get my life back on track with him. If that's you, when I count to three, I want you to lift your eyes up and I want you to look at me. I want to pray with you personally today. I want to pray with you personally today. Here we go. Heads bowed, eyes closed, no one looking around. Do you need Jesus today? If that's you, lift your eyes and look at me. Here we go. One, two, three. Lift them up and look at me. I see yours. I see yours. I see yours. Praise God. I see yours right there. Once you lift them up, you can put them back down. I see you right there. Once you lift them up, you can put them back down. Pastor Josh, I need to settle this right now. I'm not ready to stand before God, but I want to be. If you haven't lifted your eyes yet, you know you need to. Lift them up and look at me. Lift them up and look at me. Oh, I love this. Now let's do this. Let's all stand to our feet for a second. We had quite a few that lifted up their eyes. I want to pray over you. I'm going to say a prayer and I want you to repeat this after me. But this is what I'm going to ask you to do. All right. If you lifted up your eyes. And listen, this is going to take some courage. This is going to take a little bit of boldness because it's one thing to say I need Jesus in your seats, but it's another thing to stand up and take a step and take a stand 
for the Jesus that you say that you need. So this is what I want to do. I want to pray with you personally up here. So if you lifted up your eyes and you said, I need Jesus. I need to settle this issue once and for all in my heart and in my spirit. If you meant it, I want you to get out of your seat and out of your row. And I want you to come up here to the front and stand with me so I can pray with you this morning. Can we do that? Can we praise God as they're coming up? We've got people coming up. This is amazing. This is awesome. This is awesome. There's still time. There's still room. And if you haven't made it up here, take advantage of this opportunity. Let's get some stuff right. Praise God for what he's doing in this place today. I love this. I love this. You guys mean business? Oh, I absolutely mean business with you. So excited for you guys. Now listen, I didn't ask you to come up here so we could have like this special moment and everybody clap and all this hoopla, you know, all that stuff. Man, listen, I want you to look you in the eyes and be able to pray with you. And I want you to give you the chance to take a step out and show some boldness. You know why? Because when we take a step out from the crowd and stand for Jesus, man, I tell you what, it becomes a lot easier to stand for Jesus when we walk out those doors and that world starts to hit you in the face. You know what I'm saying? But this is, this is the beautiful thing about this. Now, I know we have more people lift up their eyes and didn't come forward. No shame on you. I'm not throwing any shade at you, okay? I believe you can pray where you are and God can still do a work in your heart. It might be a little more difficult, but I think, I think, um, I think God can still do what he needs to do in you. Now, if you will turn around real quick for me and look at all these people behind you. What you're gonna see is a bunch of people in this room. Listen. Listen, we got your back. We got your back. Now look back at me. I know I'm not that pretty, but look at me for a second. Listen, you've got a church here that is rooting for you, that believes in you, that is excited for you. We've got a saying here and it's at Eastgate, no one walks alone. All right, you are not by yourself. You've got Jesus and you've got an army behind you that's committed to seeing you do this thing for the kingdom of God. We love you. We love you. I want to pray. Father, thank you for sending your son to die for me. Jesus, I receive your love. I receive your forgiveness. I repent. That means I turn away from my life of sin. You are my Savior. You are my Lord. I am your child. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for your grace. One step at a time, one day at a time, I'll do my best to draw close to you as you change me from the inside out. Thank you for salvation. Amen. Oh, let's give God some big praise in the house.
Love this. Oh, God knows what he's doing. Now listen, we do this often here, so I don't want this to catch you by surprise. This is the real moment for you. Where's Emily at? And my friend Emily, she's waving in the back. Is there a clear pathway there, or do we have kids that are going to be in the way? So we're going to go around this way. Why don't you come on up and, and lead the way? Emily is a good friend of mine. Um, I trust Emily. She's great. What we want to do is just take a moment. We're going to move you out of the room and out of the noise. And we want to talk to you about two things. We want to talk to you about um, a First Steps group that we have here that meets on Sundays. The whole point of it is just to make sure that you've got some good foundational understanding of who Jesus is, what the Bible says, and it's just kind of first steps in your faith. Now, that may not apply to you. You might be seasoned as a Christian, but she's going to talk to you about how we have that available for you. The second thing that she's going to talk to you about is baptism. If you have not been baptized, we're going to encourage you to be baptized. Listen, Jesus was baptized. Um, it's, it's a natural progression of your faith. If you take a stand for him, being baptized shows is going public with your faith, saying that you've died to your old way of life. When you go down into the water, come up a new creation in Christ Jesus. I think it's a very important next step in kind of solidifying what God has done in your life today. Um, even if you've been baptized before, if what's happened today is real, I'd encourage you to get rebaptized. There's nothing wrong with that. But Emily's going to walk you out of the room probably for like five minutes, five to seven minutes or less, and get you right back in here so that you're not going to miss anything. You may have come to watch somebody get baptized. We want to make sure that you don't miss any of that. So Emily's going to be brief, get you set up, and then get you back in here to enjoy the rest of the service, okay? So if y'all would, please go with, with my friend Emily and follow her. Thank you guys so much. Can we give God some praise one more time as these guys, these guys are going? I love this. As they're going really fast, let me remind you, uh, my goodness, isn't God so awesome? He is so amazing. So amazing. Party with the pastors is right after service today. Very excited about that. I know Miss Rachel's going to tell you a little bit about that in a second. You guys can grab a seat if you can. If you're recently new to Eastgate Church, or if you've been here for a little bit and you're wondering what your next step might be, this is a good place to go. We've got some refreshments back there waiting for you. And uh, when we say amen and dismiss service, I'm going to go back there. Staff's going to go back there. Leaders are going to go back there. And we just encourage you, come back there for a few minutes. I want to talk to you about the church, what we're all about. You got a taste of it here today if you're a guest with us today. Um, we just want to reach people for the kingdom of God. So party with the pastors is a great way to uh, get to know me a little bit better. Let me get to know you, get to know the leaders in the church. And in a non-commitment way you're not signing up for anything just show up and uh, find out what we're all about get some some free snacks and and party with us in the back after service all right i love this i absolutely love this what do y'all think about this unity stuff y'all believe it 
Y'all think, think God can use us to do some stuff if we stay focused? I believe so too. I believe so too. I believe so too. We got everybody? Or are we missing a couple of baptism candidates? We've got everybody here? One, two, three, four. I think we're missing one or two. Okay. E kids, how are we doing? Yeah, did y'all have fun at the blacklight party? Yeah, I see some glow-in-the-dark stuff. Listen, I love, I love the children's ministry here at this church. Can I just, can I just honor some leaders in front of the congregation this morning? Listen, all of the e kids leadership and the people that serve every week not to just love on our kids but to lay a solid foundation of faith in them thank y'all so much for everything that you do we appreciate you guys y'all are making a difference and raising up a generation that is going to impact lives listen if you're going to pray for somebody pray for these leaders back there okay um they watch your children i don't need to finish that sentence do i they, they watch your children. They minister to your kids. <laughs> so strength and grace and wisdom and patience and all that fun stuff. My goodness gracious. What do y'all say we baptize some people? <laughs>